Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. I believe you had a question for me, Naomi? Yeah, I was about to order some Indian food, and I wanted to know if you wanted just the samosas or you wanted me to add some. <laughs> You're not a big daytime eater, so I always, no. I always order you a little veggie app that I know you might like. Yes. Yeah. But you samosas. Else, love, right? love a samosa. Great. So I'm going to just like place this order because it's going to get me through the recording of the introduction. It is really very good, quite honestly. Yes. I have something to hold on to. Yes. I would have placed it before we started recording, but I didn't know what was happening. Uh-huh. And I said, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid I leave. I got to get up in the middle of the damn recording. So Listeners, said, is this riveting podcasting? Hey, I'm a big me. I'm a baby. <laughs> and I'm someone who's got to place the order. And then it really galvanizes me to get through the time uh-huh. until the order arrives. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like I'm most productive after I've placed an order. And I need to fill time, kill time, until the order arrives. Okay, that's what I'm putting in a load of laundry. That's what I'm answering an email. Kill time. time. <laughs> until it's swill time. Kill time till it's swill time. <laughs> yes, Andrew Beckerman. 
Hello, gentle listeners. How was your Father's Day? How was Juneteenth for y'all? How was Juneteenth? You know, I feel that, you know, one way we can be celebrating Juneteenth in our lives is by telling somebody something you should have told them two or more years earlier. Okay, in the spirit of Juneteenth, which we all know was because folks in Texas did not know it was free until two years later. So the question is, what do you need to tell somebody that you should have told them two years ago? That's my question to you. So what do you want to tell me? Enacting Juneteenth into your life. What do you want to tell me that you should have told me in 2021? I'll tell you what I should tell you. Andy, I don't like podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you told me that in 2013. You told me that in... (laughs) That's true. I have told you that's the thing. I don't, you know, I I, I really let people know things, whether they want to know them or not. So that's just that. Um, Hope all your dads had a nice time being honored with presents and a meal, maybe. Is that what they do? You know, I feel like, you know, brunch is so associated with Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're associating brunch with fathers. Why I not? Know. I don't know. I don't know. Is Father's Day supposed to be this hyper-masculine cishet thing? Or have we evolved past that? And now Father's Day is whatever we want. It's whatever father is in your life. Whether that's a sugar daddy or a... Or whether it's mother. Yes. You know, you can celebrate mother on Father's Day. Yes. Whoever. Whoever. So I got my dad a t-shirt that says Padam on it. So that... <laughs> and he said, Andrew, what is this? What is this? <laughs> I don't understand. And then you explain it. And then he goes, okay. I still don't understand. <laughs> He's like, it's like, I'm not even going to engage with this content. Okay. <laughs> um, we're doing good aren't we? We just recorded a wonderful episode at the time of recording this intro. Yeah. I know I have food on the way, so there's a calmness to me, but I'm also going to tell you this. You know what I'm going to do? That food's going to come. I'm going to eat it while watching a British crime show. Okay. Then I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. That's, I did too much this week, you guys. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I did too many activities this week. I had two stand-up shows, recorded a podcast for work, and did a voiceover for a cartoon. You know, that's all I could say about it. But that's an actual job. Very exciting to book. Okay. And we had social time one night with a friend. So that was three nights of the right. week. And that's, you know, that's three whole nights. In front of an out outdoor fire. Three whole nights out and about is a young girl's game. And then also, of course, after I do anything, I want to power down for five, up to five days, make sure I didn't get the cocoa. That's a pre-pandemic so, game, really. This is what I'm saying. I wasn't ready. And so now here we are. It's a Friday. And I said, oh, I'm spent. I'm spent. <laughs> How do I say spent? I stay spent. I'm an empty wallet of a person. Yeah. Because I'm spent. Yes, Naomi. As, uh, as always, you're the kind of wallet that opened up. There's nothing in there but a button and a moth. That is, <laughs> that is you emotionally. You know, when you say it, it is rude. Even <laughs> though, you know, I know you love me. But when you put it and you make such a point of putting it out there and really underline the metaphor, it's rude. It's rude. And that's fine. Auntie, how are you? I am skating down an icy hill. So just so momentum is carrying me. Uh huh. And there's going to be a crash. Okay, yeah, there's, there's okay, going to be a crash at the bottom. Oh, great, great. Okay, so I'm going to strap in for that. Yeah, as your as your lover. Yeah, as the person who you share space with. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, sure, sure. I weather your depression, you weather my anxiety. That yes, is the deal yes, we made when deal. we put those rings on each other's fingers. Ain't that the truth? That's actually what we should have said instead of I do. <laughs> I'll weather your depression. And then you go, I'll weather your anxiety. That's how we should have done it. Yeah. That's how we should have done it. Well, you know, we do have a fun update. A fun date, if you will. Yeah. Naomi. That I feel. 
we often get up. Actually, we have been getting them less and less. Folks, if you're calling in and you're and you're taking our advice, or even if you're not taking our advice, we want to hear those updates. Well, we do. I want to hear the update. I mean, no, no, no. Don't tell me if you didn't take my advice. I want to know if you're doing better. If you call us, if you write to us and you're in it, you know, I think it's important to share your experience, strength, and hope when you're on the other side as well. Don't just reach out when you're on Struggle Street. I also want to hear when you fly in. Yeah. Okay? That's 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 the rule. Yeah. I don't remember what episode we answered this in, but I remember the question. Now, we answered someone's question about a... They, they had to wear a terrible, expensive bridesmaid's dress. Oh, yes. I don't remember what we said. Probably said something like, dump your friend. Ah, <laughs> knowing Andy. Andy said, poison her. Poison her on her wedding day. I've stopped. To, to be fair, I've said, you know, I've said that at least twice. Yeah, I think I'm going to come up with some new advice. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you play that now? Hey, guys. I have an update for you. You guys answered my question about my friend who's getting married and wanted me to wear a dress that was super unflattering on me, and I'm almost 40, and... Most bridal dresses are made for age 22. Anyways, wedding happened. Hurrah. And uh, I smiled. I wore the dress. I did all the Insta reels. I did the 5,000 photos. And I just, I kind of just celebrated her for the day because I love her. But I guess this is more of a public service announcement. But if you're over the age of 32, like, don't torture your friends and make them wear matching shit like we love you so we're gonna do it but like let us wear something that's flattering to our body so that we can celebrate in a way we feel beautiful and love you at the same time so love the show think you guys are fab and uh Hope you guys are having a great day. Absolutely. I agree with this. You said don't make people wear unflattering dresses. Let them wear what they want. I say no more bridal party, groom party in general. Okay? Shut it down. We're done with this. Stop making grown folks do it. I think at any age, but certainly I'm with you. Over 32, I might even push it to over 35. Stop it. Okay? Because I'll tell you what I did. Yes, you want your girls. You want to gather. You can still do all those things without making your friends spend a bunch of money on the day for clothes that they don't like, that they would never wear, and then their whole job is to stand next to you and pose in pictures. You don't know how to stand up. You need to be <laughs> flanked on all sides. You don't know how to stand up. I, I, like I just a battleship. I, thank you. Why do you why do you need all this? I'll tell you what I did for my wedding. I had friends meet me early. They were at the venue with me for hair, makeup, and pictures. So I had people around. I had people to entertain family and stuff like that. So you can still have your crew, but stop making people do all that. Yeah, you don't need a groom party. You can have your mates throw you a stag do anyway. You can have your mates throw you a stag do anyway. Now, who's the one watching British crime shows? <laughs> me. I was watching a show called Grace last night. <laughs> you were really Which, doing it. Uh, a uh, a stag do goes wrong. Oh my god, I love those episodes. Whenever a stag do goes wrong, it's like, whew, this is grisly, and there's so many people to interview. <laughs> oh, is there? There should be a British reality show called "When Stag Do's Go Wrong." <laughs> um, when but, stag do's go in the bin. <laughs> so I'm very glad. I'm very glad that you made it, though. You, as I loved you said I did the Instagram reels, <laughs> and I said, "What does it become now? You got your job is to not just take the pictures, but then make sure to post the content so that everyone knows that you were there and you loved it." But you're a very good friend, so I'm very proud of you for showing up. And I also agree with this PSA. And I appreciate you calling in using our platform for your own PSA. I think that's smart. You said, you know what? They've got listeners. Let's get this out there. What's the best way to do it? Hey, look, if we didn't agree with that PSA, we would have never played it. No, we would have never heard it. We would have never heard it. But we said, you know what? It's good if it comes from someone who's not just me yelling. (laughs) Then we also have a comment 
from the Jordan Carlos episode. I forgot to read this last week. Mm. I want to make amends. Yes, you've got to. You've got to get right with your God. Hi, Naomi, Andy, and small mammals. I was just <laughs> listening to the Jordan Carlos. That's not just Squee and Mabel. That's all the all small all mammals. the squirrels that live outside, the skunks that live outside our house. I was just listening to the Jordan Carlos episode, even though I'm not caught up, because how could I miss it? Absolutely. Belting fan. I have some thoughts about the woman wanting to celebrate her relationship. Do you remember that question? Yes. They didn't want to have... Right. Without doing the whole wedding thing, what can we do, though? Because we've been together a long time, and that's real. Right. Didn't want to do a stag do. <laughs> I realize this is coming from a married person, but hear me out. Okay. All My right. husband and I got married with our families only as we wanted everything to feel comfortable. Perhaps it's worth noting that I'm Jewish and he's Muslim. Okay. After five years, we wanted to have a party to celebrate with our friends. So on our five-year anniversary, we rented a house, invited friends, made plans to feed everyone, made a few playlists, and had a party. One of my childhood friends said a few words to begin our quote-unquote ceremony. Then we said some nice words to each other, and we partied afterwards. Highly recommended. Another idea stems from Andy's thoughts about considering more matriarchal traditions. Pagans celebrate relationships with a hand-fasting ceremony. What? This is much more marriage-like than the idea above, and perhaps not something that this couple would be interested in, but I thought I'd mention it. Thanks for all the laughs. Gotta go get caught up on other episodes. And I don't know if they want their name out there, so. Well, I've gotta Anonymous. say, you can't just say hand-fasting ceremony and then not explain what that is to me. Now you got me running to the Google. You now know I've what? got a Wikipedia what a hand-fasting ceremony is. You but know what, listeners? Pull out your phones right now. Pull them out right now. Pull up Wikipedia. Pull up Wikipedia. When you done pulling up Wikipedia, you know what you can also pull up? You can pull up patreon.com slash couples therapy pod <laughs> and join the page. Then when you done pulling that up, because I told them to take out the phone, they might as well do the stuff. Then when you done doing that, you know what? You can also come through and get your tickets to the couples therapy live show. Holy crap. This I is mean, going to be, look, I got to tell you. Okay. July 7th. 7 p.m. 7 7 at 7 at Permanent Records Roadhouse and live streamed. And so, live streamed. So if you don't live in Los Angeles, don't say, oh, I wish I could have been there or comment, okay, I'm not here. You know what? You can watch it from your house. Yeah. You can watch it from your house with no pants on. It's the five year anniversary of couples therapy. And what a show we got for you. Okay. We got a panel of some of our favorite people. We got Lacey Mosley, the scam goddess herself, Shantira Jackson. We got Paul Shear and Nori Reed. Hello. We're going to ask Paul, how did this relationship get made? He's going to be coming through. It is going to be a fun time. And again, what we're very excited about is that not only is Permanent Records Roadhouse an outdoor venue, safety first, babies, but if you are a couples therapy fan, but you don't live in LA, honestly, smart move on your part, <laughs> you can still watch the show. So there are options, ticketing options. So we really, really hope you will buy tickets, come through in whatever way you can. Link in the show notes, also in the link tree and all the places where there's a couples therapy link tree. Okay. okay? Absolutely, okay? The links are out there. The links are out there. I do need to add it to my own link tree on my personal Instagram. So this is a note to self. Maybe I should pull my own phone out and do that. But you know what? I can't because I'm still in the episode. I'm still in the episode. And we have a wonderful, magical... I will say I was a little nervous interviewing really? this person because... You know, I knew of them and they were such a big deal to me as first an improviser. Right. And then their work where I was, again, one of those people was like, you do comedy, but now I'm seeing you do all this other stuff. And so I was like, I hope she likes me, um, <laughs> which oh, I hate going in with that beta energy, that nervous beta energy. But I did. But you know what? I, th I think I was able to power through. I hope you could sense my professionalism and that I was cool, calm and collected. Um, 
You've already heard her dulcet tones. The one, the only, Lennon Parham. Yes. Ooh, honey, what don't you know Lennon from? You know her from so much. Her own show, Best Friends Forever. The show, Veep. Heard of it? You can see her on Minx. Mm -hmm. Season two of Minx drops July 21st on Stars. She's also a director, and she directed two episodes in season two of Somebody Somewhere, a show we Ooh. love. And these episodes were so good. She's doing it all. She is saving all of us with her gift. That episode five. Oh, my God. Well, I think it's like the first thing you said to her. Yeah. The first thing you said. It was so, so good. Without further ado, roll it. Lennon, can I just say at the very top, the last shot of episode five of Somebody oh Somewhere. Oh, my God. I know. Mwah, chef's kiss. Oh, God. I mean. That last shot. Tears. Tears. That last shot. Made everybody like, really uncomfy. Yes. It was great. Yes. It's so uncomfy. And I was like talking to the TV. I, um, yeah, it was yeah. just where I go, you better learn your lesson, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally go, you better die alone. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. But also I'm so very much um, her character that I was like, I know it. I know it. I'd be sitting there eating my eggs too. I'd be eating yeah. my eggs by my damn self. Yeah. Her choice. I mean, we shot. Okay. She has to go to that place, you know, and it makes everybody terrified because we're like, is does she really feel this way about all of us? Like, get out of my living room. But um, and for Jeff, I think it was really hard because that scene, you know, it's so it's the scene where she's been betrayed by him and he knows. But he he's in hot water, but he d he's never been iced out before by her. Yeah, right. Yeah. And if you've ever been iced out by a loved one, it is. It's terrifying because yeah. you don't yeah. know if you're going to get back in. This may right. be it. This may be your shot and you kind of have to try. And he was like, I think I think Joel would try harder. And I was like, I think <laughs> Joel is smart enough to know he needs to give her some space and try again later. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's what they did. But, yeah, for her, she's just like moving the eggs Benny around mm -hmm. like with her fork the whole scene, not even looking at him. Mm -hmm. And then and, um, she looks up and makes eye contact with him. Oh, I felt oh, that before. It was so, it was <sighs> so, so good. I felt oh that. Oh my God. Wait, so here's a, uh, Naomi, you you uh, you isolate sometimes, especially to eat <laughs> when you're in, when you're feeling uh, not great. Yes, I yeah. like my, my secret eating, even though it's not secret if I tell you I'm doing it. Sure. But I've gotten to, but li early in our relationship, Lennon, I would literally, yeah. like, it would be a secret. It was like, I want to order some food. I want to eat with my hands. I want you nowhere near me. Yeah. And it would be and like you a wouldn't be time. like, what do you want from Homestate? You would just be like, <laughs> absolutely. Sometimes, though, she will, from Homestate, will order me the well, uh, now, potato right? taco with Sorizo. I would say in the last maybe was it five years maybe we've been together 13 so five is you know what i mean still yeah. less than half yeah but i would have been like okay i know i'm in a mood or i'll say hey can i have the living room for 30 minutes oh <laughs> like, that's like, so nice and Do you guys live in a, in a in a tighter spot so it's not like there's not a whole lot of places yes you can exactly yeah, -ish. yeah yeah i mean yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. apartment it's got a long hallway at the very least that yeah but like if you want to sit with a meal like i've tried to sit in the bedroom but it's you yeah. can't really work it out. You know what I mean? Like you're putting yeah. your stuff on you a side a table. table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can't really. But but that's my question. But yeah, now we're turning the tables on Ooh, you. Lennon, flip it. Flip which the is, tables. You don't seem to me to be someone who does secret eating or who is <laughs> uh, who's perhaps uh, would have a resentful moment like Bridget's <laughs> you, character. Or, you seem well adjusted. <laughs> right. Uh, 
I don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's a compliment. You don't have yeah, to be yeah, like, yeah. trying to think. I'm trying to think of what of what my pattern. I mean, honestly, if if I'm feeling dysregulated, I go to Target. That's what I do. Oh, or really? I will. If you if you, you know I'm dysregulated, if I am reorganizing the linen closet, like mm. um, wow. So still and kind of helpful. Still kind of functional in a way. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, can I put the chaos into another basket? You know. <laughs> um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think I. I probably I do need my alone time. Like I'm a, I'm I'm an only child. I grew up without. A whole lot of people around me yeah. so like I definitely need my alone time and during the pandemic when I didn't have like car rides to do that or to like you know when you when you you go to a thing and then you're on your way home and you kind of come down mm-hmm. so like then I would I would have my thing and my on podcast or writing session or whatever and I just come out into everything and there yes. was no transition moment yes. like I, ha- I need the transition moment and I don't mm-hmm. always build it in because usually in LA it was already built in. Right, 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 right. Yeah. The time because it takes an hour to get anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that energy. Like whenever we're done, because like I, I mean Naomi does is better because she's like a real. I was gonna say a real performer, but but like we will go from like um, yeah. Oh yeah, I turn it on. The she, point like, is we I were, can't. Turn, we I were can to, literally we were, be fighting. We had to record yeah. an episode yesterday. Like uh, you know, our our oh, pet uh-huh. died last week. And Naomi went from like teary eyed and we hit record and then she like turned it on and it was almost, it was jarring. It was terrifying. And then (laughs) (laughs) when that stuff is done, I don't know how to do, I don't know what to do with the energy then. Like I can't just turn it on or off. It just sits in my body and I have to like. After the hour of faking it, where are you? You know, like what, like (laughs) what what are we returning to? (laughs) I don't. I will not. I won't necessarily go right back down. I think sometimes the fake it can kind of keep me up. You yeah, know? It can give and give you that lift. Yeah, it can be a little bit of a lift. I can stay in it, but it's also. But I think what I get in those moments, it's less. It's more like I'm proud of myself that I did it anyway. You know, because I yeah. think I've always been somebody who has been run by my emotions. So the ability to to do things in spite of them is me being like, yes, you're an adult. Yes, you're like getting right. It. <laughs> Times are hard right now, but you have shit to do and, and you need to do your, yeah, you need to check off the boxes. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm, whew, honey, I mean, I just took a shower for the first time in more days than I scare, care to share with you. Let it is. <laughs> yeah. Who, you know, yeah. we're just connecting. Um, I was no, I, I can tell, like, if I, I can tell what like i i can measure how my mental health is based on if i've taken a shower or wash my face like mm-hmm. sometimes i'll take a shower i guess if i get in a shower i'm washing my face but if i wake up in the morning and i have raccoon eyes and i'm like <laughs> you know i need to i need to take a quiet moment for for yell mommy <laughs> <laughs> well well this is something i and i'm always just asking people out of curiosity of like you know once I mean you're married, you have a child, one or two, more, two, 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 children, two yes, more. Okay, two. and like as someone, I think one of the reasons why I have been, I was always averse to children, is because yes. I don't see myself as somebody who could show up constantly for another person. Yeah, and like I because in the same way, like you know, not checking off the boxes. Like maybe yeah. by the time I'm fifty, I could do it, but yeah. I don't see it now. And sort of, right? Did you discover? things about yourself in the process of becoming a parent that you didn't know of course yes for sure i mean i will say i am like a 
I'm a Cancer Moon guy, so I'm <laughs> I'm a caregiver. Yeah, we don't know it's, what that okay. means. It's a care. Okay, it's a caregiver. <laughs> like, uh, so I'm I'm a natural caretaker, and I'm naturally going to put myself second to someone else's needs, which I have to work on really hard to not do that, especially in a family where. Uh, my work is really important to the survival of our family. And also, that can't be the only way I take care of myself, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and my mother is a social worker. So she's a caregiver as well. She's also moder you know, modeling that. In my relationship with Jessica, I was a a caregiver as well. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's just that feels good to me. I love doing that. My whatever my, what's it called? My love language, acts mm -hmm. of service. Like, um, I will show up with a casserole that feels good and right to me. Yeah. And it serves me as much as it serves them. But then I, I have to remember to, to do that, take care of my, myself. And for that was a lesson for me. The minute I got pregnant, all of a sudden, I was taking amazing care of my body. And oh. that was not because it was for me. It was because it was for this being growing inside me. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You're in the best shape of your life. You're eating really healthy. You're watching what you eat. You're monitoring your caffeine intake. You're making sure you meditate. Like, And then the minute the baby came out, the baby, I say, <laughs> like a horror <laughs> film on Netflix, um, uh I went back to my old nasty habits of like, mm. and then the baby is now out of me. So I'm taking great care of this baby and not so great care of myself. And so I really had to, you know, I have a great therapist named Glenda who I see every week. <laughs> try oh my God, to, Glenda try to, the Good Witch. Isn't that great? Glenda, but Glenda, yeah. Um, and, and she's, you know, I'm just, I feel like a, a lot of times I'm always at the last of my to-do list. So I try to like put the stuff that I know I need for me to be healthy and happy higher. Mm -hmm. Like I have to write it on a to-do list, wash face. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know, otherwise mm -hmm. I get and I'm drop off and I'm picking up breakfast for me and my husband and I'm here and I'm checking out my to-do list and I get ready for this podcast, I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> Lord in heaven. So now did that get to a malignant point and you're like, uh Oh, I got to do something about it. Or did you have, were you self-possessed enough to mm. recognize mm. to get ahead of it? If you're, would you mean Andy? I don't yes. know if there was like a breaking point or something, you know, you biologically, the, the, that that works like biologically you do need to make yourself less important than the child until they can get to a point where someone else can take care of them because for the first whatever months you are it for that child like they're eating from you you know like it's that's kind of bananas like yeah. you are the thing that they need yeah. um so at, I think at a certain point, I mean, really only recently have I felt like I could leave the house for longer than a, a couple di days. Like last oh, wow. summer, okay. I went away um, to direct somebody somewhere and it was five weeks with like a long weekend in the middle where I came home. But like deciding to do that felt correct in that moment. Prior to that, I was like, I like if I were to, get an offer for something out of town I'd be like no what not not able to do it but 
it was like the perfect storm and the perfect time and the perfect project. And, and it was also terrifying. I sobbed like, like, even though I was so excited to do the job, first of all, my daughter was in into the woods and she was playing Jack, which is the heart of the show, guys. It's the heart of the show. I don't know if you know that. And is so that the James Corden role. <laughs> that's the baker. No, not the heart of the show. Not James Corden. No, I just, I, I, I watched the movie. I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> I, Jack is the little boy and he sings, he, he, you know, he's, he's discovered the land of the giants and he comes down and he sings this amazing song called There Are Giants in the Sky, which I'm going to oh, cry yes. even talking oh about God. it. Okay. So she was giving solo. Yes. She was so giving I'm, a moment in the sun. Yes. Okay. And I'm leaving that day. Right. So I drop, I take her, drop her off. I see her show. I stay, I have to leave after that. I see my I'm sobbing. Then she says goodbye to me in the in between the shows. Then I say goodbye to my husband and my son. Then I drive back to my house, sobbing all the way. Get in the car, the the service to the airport, mm-hmm. sobbing. I get on the airplane. I like open my folder of of work, and it just like <sighs> that was it. That was what I needed, and it was mm-hmm. scary, and it was a release, and. And now I'm going to focus on this work that fills me up in such a deep way. And then when I come back, I'll be an even better mom mm-hmm. or person to be around. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, we got to ask, Burbanker LAX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LAX, I think, is has direct to Chicago. I would prefer to fly out of Burbank, but <laughs> uh, they I just know. don't have a whole lot. They don't want to take you anywhere. They don't want to take you anywhere. And Burbank, honestly, if yeah. your one flight to Burbank gets canceled, you're like effed, you know? Yeah, yeah I know. And then you can only eat at that little Guy Fieri bar restaurant. <laughs> There's like your oh, only the option when you're bar there. It's like <laughs> where like people are drinking at 8 a.m. Yes, Burbank 8 a.m. at the Guy Fieri bar is like, Oof. you know what? You ain't got nothing left, okay? <laughs> Do you want some buffalo onion strips on on your martini? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I learned a lot, I feel like, <laughs> being a mom. But I also, like, I put it off for a long time because I thought, you know, I, I, was, I was assuming it was going to be all-encompassing and, like, swallow me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And in some ways it did, but I also, like, it, it really, for me, helped my... You know, all the shit when you do an audition and you like carry that for three days, like what, it, why didn't I say this or to, like that all f- goes away because you have like a child to keep alive. So like I remember I had and also decisions get easier because I um, like I had a Fargo uh I think I guess it was season one audition. It was like a really big deal. I really wanted it. I had learned this insane, you know, Fargo accent. But I had a three-month-old. So I go to the audition and I do my best version. And then I leave and never think about it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's freedom in a way. That's true freedom. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. really, it was really good. It's, okay. It's so maybe I need a child. More. Maybe I need a child. <laughs> and do you know what? It might be wrong if I uh, use this child for these Yeah. Kids. I don't know if, I don't know if like, if like, if like having a child in lieu of therapy not in, lieu, not in lieu, not in lieu, not in lieu of, in addition to. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I well, was always like putting it off uh-huh. because I wanted to be like at a certain point in my career before. Mm-hmm. But then, so Best Friends Forever happened, um, which was our show, our short-lived like sitcom on, mm-hmm. on yeah. NBC. And um, they 
killed it with such brutal force <laughs> and it was Jesus. my baby it was my baby and so yeah. i just was like oh god i cannot have this be the thing it, yeah. that is the most important to me and i do want this other thing and i'm 36 and it's just like we got to get the show on the road and so i i just was like i'm gonna get pregnant because i gotta have I got to have some balance here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yep. that was the time I was trying to figure out like if it was like the brutality of showbiz that then that preceded. Yeah. That we helps like, you clarify. Because that I, or helps yeah. you feel like. Yeah. yeah. In the lockdown uh, in, in quarantine that I, I had this kind of like reckoning where I'm just like, yeah. I don't know if I want to be screamed at at two in the morning for not yeah. having like the 30th iteration of a joke. <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't it, or do I want to spend more time hanging out with Naomi and the cats and Mabel and like I like it was just yeah. like yeah it's not it doesn't it's not worth it it really like there is exactly not, not like yeah I, I find that stuff to be important to me right it, but not at the expense of the rest of my life does that make sense oh absolutely yeah. I think it's also I think and I think even like now is you know WJ is on strike sag my strike everyone's talking I think what I what I'm appreciating about the time is the openness people have about talking about like, oh, I was screwed over repeatedly. Oh yeah, and and, it, and it really what it is, it's preying upon our love for the thing, right? right. And preying upon the fact that for yeah. so many of us, this is the thing, and right. the only way you kind of can stay sane is if it's not everything. And I think sometimes people balk at it. Like right. when you work with people, like I say no a lot more yeah. because ultimately I go, you know what? Y'all sound chaotic and y'all sound unpleasant. And mm -hmm. I will say no, thank you to this. <laughs> and you yeah, know I like mean, the best room that you could be in is one that's run by a mom with young kids because you are efficiently, you show up, you're gone. They have yeah. shit to do. Like, let's break this season, this season arc right now. We have three days. Let's go. And not every, you know, you're not spending like three hours picking out your order from Jollibee. You know, <laughs> I, I was in a room uh, with some, I'm like people that were lit away from their family and had no time constraints. Right. And, um, I, I'm assuming they didn't want to go home and live the rest of their life. And so we were just at the whim of whenever they were going to call the end of the day. Yes. And I'm yes. like, that is not that is not an effective way to create a co comedic space. Like, that is not a fun... That's not fun. And, and in Best Friends Forever, both Jessica and I ended up in the ER at some point. There Wait, were what? no boundaries. What? Like, yeah, Wait, what do you mean? Well, she got... We were coming in every Saturday and Sunday and doing our own rewrites on things because oh. there was not enough time. And then we were having to be in the room breaking during the week. But then we were having to do our own passes and we had to do it together. And so we were coming in on our off days and never seeing our husbands. And um, we ended up eating some bad pasta. Well, just did some oil that had turned or something. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. So no, she, I know that feeling. So she ended up. I mean, I had to send our assistant with her to the urgent care. Her husband met her there because she oh had gosh. been throwing up so violently on the floor of our terrible uh, writer's room offices. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go to the NBC, like, 
whatever up, not a, it was not up fronts but it was i know blake shelton was there and there was like an <laughs> ice sculpture that sounds like up that sounds like up but it was that nbc event that we were supposed to go to and i had to go by myself which was an another type of urgent care torture um <laughs> and i was just texting her pictures of like the the king crab legs <laughs> i don't know what to do um but and then i ended up in the ER twice, actually, Mm. Um, on my half day off on a Sunday from editing, I went and got a massage. And I don't know what if they use something weird and my skin overreacted. And I ended up having all over body hives. And then it got treated by the uh, like the on call doctor who gave me prednisone for three days. And then it just dropped. And then they came back even worse. But at that point, we were in New York shooting without permits. And <laughs> without permits. Um, I had to this go is, to wait, the... This is a show for NBC, right? Exactly. That's correct. That's correct. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Should have uh, had some permits. Yeah. And then we... Jessica's doctor... Brother was a doctor. And so he told us what hospital to go to in New York. So we took a cab to the Upper East Side, mm-hmm. to his hospital, to the urgent care that was attached to the ER... And I went there because I, I literally had body high. I had like from shoulder down, I was covered in these crazy hives um, and they treated it. And then it came back again the next night and it covered oh my, my face. Oh, no. and I had chills and I had to go back. And that was actually I was in the ER and they had to give me. Anyway, it was an it was But was it all, from whatever they put on you at the massage or had I don't I think else? it was I think I was totally fatigued and, and stressed out and ragged. had no ba- boundaries and I just like was having because it would pop up, you know, like when we were like in the edit, it would pop up like all over my like forearms and I'd be like, Okay. <sighs> you know, deep uh, yeah. breaths, deep Take breaths. A breath. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. So we we, we learned some hard lessons in that first season you know um but that trial by fire you know as you continued and this is now me just i mean this is obviously not about uh, relationships or therapy oh yeah we're yeah yeah i'm curious (laughs) about the process of you know then when you go on to your next gig you know what i mean the other things you're doing um even though right you've already had a show but we all know that that doesn't mean you get respect necessarily is this correct wait was can I just ask the timeline? Yeah. Is Playing House before Best Friends Forever? No, after. After. after yeah. Best yeah. Friends okay. Forever, yeah. That was the first thing we did. Like, how do you, you know, knowing what can happen, right? Like, how do you go into the next thing and set up like, hey, we're not going to be this way. Or rather, I will not participate in yeah. this. You know, how do you sort of make sure you have that space for yourself? You know, like, not just even whether you're in charge, right? Playing House right. style. Or you just come into something, you know. What do you do to kind of set yourself up for you not not breaking out in hives? Some of it you're at the whims of whoever's in charge, right? If you're if you're a staff writer, I don't know if you get a lot of calls, but you know, you could say ahead of time like, "Hey, I know for my mental health I've got like I, I'm going to put my therapy on at five o'clock on a Thursday, but I have to be out at that time." Or I'm going to I know I'm going to walk during lunch, like for this. I think it was the third season of Playing House. I was super pregnant with my second child. And um, the only way I could make it through the day was I would come in, I would do drop off of my daughter, and then I would go to the office and I would meditate to start the day. And then um, 
we would work whatever, 9.30 to 12.30, and then I would eat lunch and then meditate again, and then I had another good like four hours, but we were done by 4.30 every day. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, really nothing productive was happening after a certain amount of time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I had to learn how to delegate. I had to learn how to like allow other people to do their thing, trust other people. That's not the, I, you know, I like control. So does Jessica. Like we just felt like we, and also this thing is a representative of, of, of us out in the world. And we feel like it's like our voice. And so we're, we micromanage a lot of that. And so, you know, learn what I learned as an EP, cause I had to do a crash course in what an executive producer in hiring and all of this stuff, like you know, I learned very quickly, like what to pay attention to and what to let go. And I didn't do that at all during Best Friends Forever. I didn't let anything go. But during Mm. Playing House, in order to survive and also make it through, because when we started the writer's room, I had a 10-week-old for season one. Oh, my Lord. Um, So that was a, you know, that I only had a limited amount of time. And um, every season we got better at it. Every season we got better at shooting in an, in an appropriate amount of hours. And so everybody could go home and eat dinner with their family. Um, we also taught our writer's room season three to meditate. <laughs> we had our, yeah. like, our, so- our transcendental meditation teacher came in and it was, it was, it was sort of like, um, it was vo- voluntary. Like you didn't have to learn if it was like against whatever you believe, but if you wanted to, that was offered. And then. You uh, And so over a week, she trained like our staff to meditate. And then they have it if they want to use it. They don't have to meditate. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's obviously your your own personal practice. But uh, and Jessica was really important to her that the ending hour and also the food that the food was healthy and organic. And so we put we shifted, I think, a little money budget wise into that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's That's so smart. Yeah. This all this is again this this goes to our theory that this all you you seem like a balanced person and I'm trying to figure out was there a point before this was it like pre like back in New York back in the like where where do you start to like have balance in your life? Was well, it getting okay. married? Is no, it but like, let me tell you. The... Because my favorite thing to do let it I tell guests what I think of them. Put them on their yeah. heels. And then they <laughs> said, "Why did I come here?" And so my thing is, I feel like you, mm-hmm. like, you give me good kid energy. Like, when you were, like, you strike me as a kid to get, I was also an only child. Yeah. And I don't know if you also had this feeling, too, when you're the only one, you're like, well, I have to kind of have it together because all yeah. eyes are on me in this right. situation. Right, Yeah. And so I wonder if that was kind of who you were. And, like, even as you were approaching, obviously, improv, comedy, writing, stuff that's all, of course, yeah, we're creative, we're silly, but you were like, I'm going to do this right. Or like we're it, not playing games. Was it okay? Yeah. You were a teacher, right? If I'm remembering. Yeah, I did yeah. two years. Yeah, I I've taught improv, but I also taught high school French for two years. Right. Yeah. Was it then? Because you have to have a lesson plan. Like where? We're in the timeline. Where are we getting? I'm into moving uh, my hand. Back I mean, with, if it's a I timeline. think I think honestly, I learned that lesson over and over again. Um, because when it's the only thing in your life, then you you know it becomes imbalanced so like uh i mean okay so in high school for instance i loved theater but i also was in the marching band and i loved that too and then i also was in 
like the AP classes. So overachiever, yes. Naomi, check. (laughs) Um, And getting all straight A's and all that was really important to me as well. I don't know if it was the only child thing. Uh, I don't mean to be an astrological phenom here, but I, I'm Capricorn rising, which is like an organizer, a leader. That's sort of the thing that I'm working to throughout my life. And then I'm a, also a Scorpio sun. So like normally. Cancer moon, wait, you Scorpio three sun. Different. Cancer moon, yeah. Scorpio sun, you got three, Capricorn Andy, rising. You need to go and look it up what you are. You need I your birth will. time. I will never. Never. Okay, I'm gonna give one day. I'll gift you. I'll gift you a reading. Um, yeah, but uh, so so I I think I learned balance at that time. But then I go to college and I'm like eating, sleeping, breathing theater, right? So that's all I do for four years. And then I go to uh, Mississippi and I'm teaching high school, which is uh, you know for a first year teacher you are completely underwater. And I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to survive this if I don't do something, if I don't have some balance. So I decided to start doing community theater. And that was literally my lifeline in Mississippi and and also the How Joy Lounge where they did karaoke Fridays and Saturday nights. So um, I think I learned that lesson over and over again. And when I moved to New York, it was a similar thing. Like, uh, you know, I had to work because I needed money and I I started doing UCB classes and they were like, well, go see a bunch of shows. And I'm like, well, I can't cause I'm working. So I had to make a choice, you know, mm-hmm. well, I just take classes and do like wait tables. And then at some point I'll see a show and then I never saw a show. And now I'm doing Heralds <laughs> <laughs> and now I have shows and I'm teaching and I'm, you know, it's like, and then also where's my husband? I never see my husband. I was going to say, when did yeah. you meet him in all the, in this trajectory? I Where met he- him um, like with within a month of moving to New York. Okay. So, okay. so Teach for America uh, led me to do a program called the New York City Teaching Fellows in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like an advisor to an incoming group of mostly mid-career professionals who were changing to be teachers, right? Oh, so okay. people that had done other jobs. But my husband, Javier, had been teaching middle school at a Catholic school in his neighborhood in East New York. And so, and also he's a natural born educator and has continued to do education. Okay, we love Javier for you. We love you finding your husband of color who from East New York who said, (laughs) hello, Lennon, let's go on a journey. I actually had to ask him out because he, well... So he had been in a relationship previously and had not ended well. And he was very sad when I met him. But I was into that, of course. And then (laughs) we, I was, so I was his advisor, whatever, for a month. And I was just like, this guy is gentle and kind and so foxy and just really good at this. So I would always make him go first. And then... (laughs) um, Basically, I did site visits. So I would like take the whatever train to wherever Bronx and like watch, like do le- watch, do observations on teachers and make sure nobody was drowning. They all were. <laughs> they all were. Um, except for him. Except for oh, him. Wow. And so uh, I would go out with the teachers on Friday night because I lived in Williamsburg and his school was across from McCarran Park in Greenpoint okay. called Automotive High School. And I would, so we would hang out as teachers, whatever, Mm. and teachers go hard. I don't know if you are aware, (laughs) but they let a loose uh, on a Friday night. And, um, and so one night 
I, for some reason, I had it in my head that he was married. And and I asked, like, one of the other teachers, I was like, what's his deal? And she was like, he's he just broke up with his girlfriend three months ago. Like, if he's flirting with you, go for it. And he was a really good guy. And I was like, yeah, 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 I know. Uh, and so I, like, had a couple ciders. <laughs> and I put on his, like, suede, like, newsy boy cap. Oh, classic move, putting on the hat. And I said, I think it would be a good idea if you went out on a date with me. Ah! And he said, I think that would be a good idea. Oh. Later told me he had no, like, had no prior, like, thought of me in that way. And I was like, you could have never told me that. It would have been okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, this guy's out of my league. Like, I just was like, it was a real long shot, I thought. And then we went out uh, and it kind of you know 23 years later we're still wow and y'all were together from then like there was no yeah. like yeah we i'm were... gonna go away for a year and i'll come back no because i was in new york and he had grown up there and uh he moved from the dominican republic when he was five he moved to brooklyn with his with his brother and his mother and the other three brothers came later um so he was there and I think we st- we were dating, but I was like immediately like this is something serious. And mm-hmm. there were a couple like rocky points in the beginning, you know, where we were figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And I was like newly in New York and like. And you were like, I have to do improv 90 hours a week. <laughs> and yeah, also yeah. I have to wait tables. I have to, yeah. I have to clean the bathrooms in the Chelsea theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we were, so we moved, I lived in. Like two years, I lived Williamsburg with my roommate, um, like a friend from high school, and then he still lived with his mother in East New York, wow. uh, but it was on the L line, oh, so well, he could good. he would like drop okay. me off and then go home. But I couldn't reach him unless I called his house, and his mother picked up probably. Yes, and <laughs> she only spoke Spanish, so that was like a whole thing. So. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was inter- but then two about two years later we moved in together in Prospect Heights, and then we literally never saw each other. Maybe Saturdays because I'm he's getting up at like five to go to school. Yeah, to working till three four, and I'm my shift starts at four and goes till mm-hmm. two a.m. Right, Oof. and then <laughs> that's three nights a week, and then I'm doing shows Herald Night. And then later ASCAT and then I'm teaching nights. So it just was like maybe one night and like one Saturday afternoon we got to see each other. That keeps it fresh. That keeps it fresh. (laughs) Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Definitely did. I mean, we we didn't get bored of each other. Right. right. Well, you can't. You can't. Did you learn Spanish to find out what his mom was saying about you? I started taking Spanish classes at the new school because I had taught French, right? So that was like the thing that I knew. But And Spanish is sort of similar, but I don't know. Dominicans like are notorious for speaking very fast. Mm. So even when I learned Spanish, I mostly couldn't. I would be like... (laughs) We would be with her. We'd go visit her. Like, she lived in East New York and then moved to Allentown. And whenever we would visit her, I always knew how she felt about whatever she was saying because she's very, she was very emotional and forward with that. Um, 
but I never knew exactly what I would be like afterwards. I was like, what was the thing with the chicken? She was so angry about. (laughs) And And then he would be like, he would explain it or whatever. But it helped me because my husband is a man of few words sometimes. And so it helped me. Because I would leave and like not know anything that had happened or plans that had been made. And I would have to like dig it out of him. (laughs) So if I knew Spanish, like it helped me to be like, okay, I know what the questions that are to ask, you know. Right, 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 right. right. Oh, that's so funny. Allentown, home of Dorney Park. Isn't it? Yes. Dorney Park, Wild Water Kingdom? (laughs) Sorry, it took me. I'm from Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm like, I... You're you're saying that I was just in the backseat of my parents' car going somewhere. <laughs> I know so where I, the I know where the parks are. Like that's what I know, right? Because it's not too far from New York, and I feel yeah. like I went there with like a summer camp or something. Yeah, like, you grew we'll up in you New there. York, mm-hmm, in Harlem. Oh wow! And so yeah, and so uh, every now and then you get out, you get out, yeah. have a little fun, go to a Let water it. park. <laughs> was this your first long term relationship, or had you had had you had you been prepared? Yeah, I was uh, in, I think I'm built for it. Uh, But I was like, not in high school. I never, I I was too weird and too like, you know, like I just, it was not, yeah. (laughs) I get it, high school. Yeah, and then college is when I like, I met, you know, uh, my first love and like had my first like, you know, like Uh I can't uh bear to be away from you, you know. (laughs) cried when summer came that kind of thing yeah. um That's that was on a theater an, major yeah Sorry. yes yes it's like a perfect act. Act. you're having the tumult and you're yes. also performing yes did you see him in top girls <laughs> um anyway uh yeah and then we but we were on and off for you know throughout our college years and then I had a relationship in Mississippi for a while, like a little while, but definitely, definitely Javier's the first, like, you know, like it felt like, oh, yeah, this forever. Thank you. And see you later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. We love that. I was feeling I was never like, because what you're saying, too, is like your 20s, right? Yeah. Even though Andy and I met in my 20s, I still didn't go in thinking, like, I never... I made a concerted effort not to think about whether or not this was like the person as right. much as like, is this moment right? You know, and just like keep staying. Cause I was the kind of person I would plan ahead, honey. I'm looking at you being like, how will your features be with my features to make a baby? <laughs> like it was like, okay, we're on date two. This is excessive. Yes. So the work I really did was like, in just being like, is it good now? Stop trying to plan for, you know what I mean? Like yes. planning a future. Yes. Every moment with me was the best moment. Perfection, <laughs> baby. And, but it was like, I never really knew. And so I never really had this sense of, I knew I wanted a person, yeah. but I wasn't like, this is when you have it. And this is how it comes. And now we are on our road yeah. together, you know? Well, my parents them. like met when they were babies. Okay. Oh. And they like my great grandmothers lived across the street from each other in this small town in in Alabama. And so they like I have a photo on my wall of my mom bringing my dad a birthday present for his sixth birthday. Like they have known each other. They started dating in the 10th grade during youth camp or whatever youth group. And then that was it like forever. So I'm like I started looking around for that. Like I was assuming like that's the model. This works. I'll just do that. 
Yeah. And so in kindergarten, like, well, in fifth grade, I started like looking around, like, who's been here since kinder? <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, okay. And oh, I like, I like that guy. I mean, it was just insane that, that you know. But that was sort of like what what the model was that I thought was coming for me. So then, mm-hmm. I, I think I once I realized that that was not going to happen, you know, I started thinking maybe in a different way that maybe it was coming for me later or I would know it when it happened or, you know, that kind of thing. Did you have like an epiphany about that or was it just like, uh, these are all slugs. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not marrying any of these slugs. <laughs> no, I tried. I tried. I asked three guys out, I think for prom before, uh, the fourth one said yes. Like I was really trying, I was really trying to <laughs> to have a relationship, to go on dates, and it just was like, I mean, I. The good news was, I didn't want to just spend time with someone that was meh. So yeah. I didn't like, like if I I went out with like a guy that I was like, oh, this guy's hot or whatever. And this is the preacher's son who sings musical theater, that kind of hot. You know what I mean? He can like really go for it in a chorus around the piano. Um, So, but then, you know, and then we kiss and it was just like, it was just messy. It was like messy. There was like nothing like, yeah, it just felt wet and messy and not like, (laughs) like I wanted to do that more. Uh And, And then pretty quickly after that, I was like, oh. Oh, no, no, thank you. You know, typical preacher, son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I I just kept trying. I really kept trying. And then in, and then freshman year of college, I'm, um, it, it, I felt something different, which was good. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. All right. This feels like the right (laughs) time to pivot. Don't you think? Because I feel like we've gotten the backstory. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to answer your advice questions. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart 
A better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Can we take a minute and talk about skims? Now, you know I'm a recent skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims Basics and Foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the Soft Smoothing Seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the Soft Smoothing Seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. with Let Empower. I'm here to help you handle your scandal, okay? She made love work in New York City in the 90s, okay? Yeah. Over in 2000s, early aughts. And I That's was like, right. yeah, where was the UCB theater then? Was that yeah. in the, the first space? Was it in Chelsea already? It was uh, on 22nd Street when uh, I started taking mm-hmm. classes and it was like an old strip club, I think. Yes, and, yes of uh, course. Yeah, and you had to like go, the stage was like, the entrance was where the stage was. And so, like, if people were late, they walked through the show, basically, to sit down mm-hmm. in a tiny space. But then it moved to the the beloved 26th Street space. Mm-hmm. Um, it was And it was in between somewhere else. When I got put on a Herald team, my improv team, like, it was somewhere else. It was like a temporary space where we did our first Herald. <laughs> oh, first Herald memories. So good. What was the... Sorry, what was uh, oh, when Andy. Javi? When no, no, I was just gonna say, what, what was the first time when Javi saw you do improv, and how did that feel, good or bad? <laughs> um, first of all, uh, I invited him to come see. Uh, a, I think it was in the Fringe Festival. Someone I had met during doing Second City named Dan Tatch had a show called DTNY. <laughs> we love it. We love and, it. And uh, it was like in the like in the garment district, like on the seventeenth floor. Of this tiny theater and so he um that was like really the first time I thought oh my god this guy might care about me because he has gone out of his way to be at this place but he was also had been drinking (laughs) which was actually probably pretty good because if he had been sober this show (laughs) I would have and the and I can't I don't know if it was improv but it was definitely sketch and it started with me pretending to be a velociraptor because I do a great velociraptor (laughs) and I came down the aisle and I saw him that he was there and I was like oh my god you know like um, and then we did the sketches that we had done but he also saw me this was when I knew he was a keeper he came to see me do this show called Tom Soder's it was like comedy sports basically it was on the Upper West Side and he and my roommate, Michelle, had come to see me. And I was so, it was my first improv show. I was so nervous. Um, and I had not eaten all day. And then we went out oh. after 
you know where this is going. And I had a raspberry cider, keep with the cider theme, and some chicken poppers. And then on it was winter, and on the L train on the way home, it we were stopped dead under the tunnel, and I started to overheat, oh, and yeah. I threw up. <gasps> oh. Actually, I said first, I said, I think I'm going to be sick. And we were right by the middle door. I'm not sure why I didn't open that. But I was like, I think I'm going to be sick. And he got out a handkerchief and handed it to me, which sounds so gentlemanly. But then I put it as I put it up to my mouth, I threw up and it ricocheted off the handkerchief and shot up like a like a geyser and went all over him and my friend Michelle and me. Oh, it was. And then he got off the train, helped me back to the house, uh, made sure I was safe, and then followed up the next day to see how I was doing. And I was like, okay, yeah, I love this guy. Like, yeah. this is it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, love. Yeah. That's true. That's true love. Would you have done that for me, Auntie? If, you had, <laughs> if I threw up on you via ricochet, <laughs> would you have called the next day? Because I think you would have said, I'm going to make sure you make it home. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, I, but would you have been like, this is too much. This is chaotic. Yeah, I don't know. I probably <laughs> would have checked in on you. I don't know if I knew that that was like the appropriate thing to do at that time. That, yeah. Okay. I think I it's less that. It's less that I, it was yeah. more, I probably would have been like, oh, she probably just, she's probably embarrassed that she just yacked all over me. Yeah. So I'm going to leave her alone. Yeah. yeah. Ter- it was terrible. And so I think that's how I, because I was like, I would have been in my own kind of like, well, I would be embarrassed and wouldn't want anyone to be near me. So yeah. therefore, that's then that must be how she I feels. Am, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, my emotional state <laughs> is, is everyone's. It's is universal. Preeminent. Yeah. Emotional state everyone should have. You are the center of the emotional universe. Yes. Right? <laughs> Thank yes. you. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Lennon said it. Lennon said it. It's been recorded. Okay. <laughs> clip that out. Andy, you're the center of the emotional it's universe. Pre therapy. All right. <laughs> all right. We were um, all pre-therapy. Well, maybe not all of us, but most of us were pre-therapy. Oh, yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, okay. okay, we get questions from everywhere. We get them from Twitter, from Instagram, from yes. Gmail, from yes. voicemail. Of course, our favorite, Naomi, what is that number three, for two, the folks? 323-524-7839. Three, three, <laughs> three minute limit, y'all. Three you got to come in right and tight. Don't be giving me a preamble. No. And then you get cut off at 259. Okay. I think this one gets cut off. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just going off the notes of our dear Mimi. By the way, pop your pronouns in there. Yeah. You call us. You got to pop them in, babes. Okay. Let's go. First day of Pride Month. Sitting here with Lennon. <laughs> you are Talking wearing a rainbow sweatshirt. That is true. All right. Hey, folks. You guys are the absolute best. Totally love you. Um, I am calling with a piece of uh, with hoping to get some advice. And I'm trying to set my timer as I'm talking, and I'm going to just, like, waste 10 seconds not setting my timer so that I don't go over the three minutes because it's so important. Um, I am uh, married, and my spouse and I uh, have been working for a long time on uh, doing better at boundaries. We're both pretty, mm, let's just say, rusty. Uh, mm, That implies that we ever were good at them. Uh, You know, we're both just of that kind of uh, environment from up where boundaries were not a thing for one way, run one reason or another. We've been married for a few years. Um, I'm I'm 
working really hard to learn to say no. That's probably one of my biggest um, trouble spots that I've been working so hard on. If I say no to something, I, I usually go into a, a pretty big spiral, and I am not I'm not better until I either confirm that it's completely okay with the other person, or that or when I or I cave. Um, so boundaries are hard. So one thing that I've been trying to work on boundary-wise with my spouse is that my spouse, um, who is um, autistic and has trouble making friends, has a very good friend. Um, we'll just call that person the friend Kate. friend Kate. So Kate, the friend, has a husband. We'll call him James. So James has been to our house one time, and when he was here, it was uh, no bueno. Um, for context, I am a trans man. Um, so I grew up AFAB, assigned female at birth. And so um, I definitely still get sort of like that radar ping when it feels like mm. there's an unsafe dude. Mm, and yep. this guy, James, is not safe, oh, um, in my opinion. Um, I know for a fact that he has... Um, has done some pretty, like, he's definitely got some kind of, like, issues with he's got dogs and he does not take good care of them. Um, and by that, I mean that he's, like, dangerous. So um, I set a boundary with the spouse that I did not want James over at our house ever. Um, I said, you know, I expressed how I felt about him, and, you know, it's up to my spouse if they want to continue hanging out with Kate, the friend. But... Um, I don't want James here. My spouse just inquired to ask if it was okay if James and Kate came over for an evening sometime soon. Um, I asked if I could uh, bop off and do something else, but um, it's their birthday and my spouse's birthday. Okay, see, this is why we must be so (laughs) religious about the limit, (laughs) y'all. You see how we have to be religious about the limit, Lennon? You see, Did they leave a have... part two? Did they leave a part two? Not according to the spreadsheet that are <sighs> that Mimi nope. made. Okay, nope. okay. But we know where it was going. Yes. We know and let's the see. general... The, this question Let, of boundaries yes. with spouse. Yes. Let me ask yes. this, Lennon. Boundaries. Yes. In yes. general, yes. with relationships, with friendships. Yes. How... how well, you're married to your you're married to your best friend, meaning uh, Jessica. So you, yeah. you co work, you right? Like yeah. you work with your bestie and have yes. for a long time. Yeah. So I had I had to. She uh, doesn't love a boundary, and it's and I need a boundary. Um, otherwise, it is twenty four seven. I think she wouldn't feel weird about me saying that. But like at one point I had to be like, you cannot text me after 10 p.m. <laughs> because what happens is she she texts me like, I think act three is messed up. And then mm, all I do is right. worry about it. I yeah. think I heard you talking about this on the Danielle uh, episode where you were saying like you had to set those boundaries where we can't talk about work at a, after a certain point, yep. especially since the lines are so blurred because you work together and love one another. Mm-hmm. and our lovers yeah so i but she it took her a minute for her to like it didn't take on the first time i'm sure right mm-hmm. but i was like even the incoming message if i see your name i start spinning out because it's either something about work or something is wrong and i i mean for me i have to work on not taking on someone else's anxiety um mm-hmm. so uh 
Yeah, that I mean, some of that is the work that you just have to do on yourself. So the boundary Mm -hmm. is you set the boundary, how they respond to it is none of your business. Right, 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 right. Ah. Yeah, you have they they may take it badly. I mean, you can assume they're going to take it badly or in this case, hear you but not hear you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's it doesn't mean that they they don't respect you or or anything. It just means that they just need to be reminded of a boundary. So in that case, I I mean, in, in this this tricky because it's their birthday. Right. 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 I think it's the spouse's birthday. Oh, right. Is right. It, like, towards the end. It was like, it's the spouse's birthday, which is why they want Kate and James to come over. Right. So, so I think it, it bears just like a repeating like, uh, hey, I I don't really ever want to spend time with James again because James feels unsafe to me. I, I, w- I wouldn't want to take away your celebration with them, but I don't want them at our house. Yeah. So if you want to do the birthday somewhere else uh, and and we can celebrate your birthday in another way. Right. Potentially. Right. And then it could be like a meetup or like what if it was just grabbing a drink with these two, something brief as well. So they, yeah. So the spouse. Kate, so being like, yeah, so this is a spouse birthday, right? And that's this idea of like. But you're saying the spouse is grabbing a drink, not the caller. Right. If, right. This is I would I say the caller. If, that's if the what call, I think it should be. If the caller feels unsafe around James, never be around James. Right, 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 right. Never, not even like going out to like, I would like, hey, we're going to TGI Fridays for some <laughs> flat mozzarella sticks. The yeah. worst mozzarella sticks, TGI. A- I'll Andy still eat is them. a mozzarella stick evangelist. I'll okay? still eat them. And so he will tell you. But wherever okay. you're going, Ruby Tuesday, is Ruby Tuesday still around? Is that still I don't, a chain? Not in the greater know. LA area, but who, where, I mean, there may be one where these folks live. Yes, if you're going to a mid-priced chain. Ben again. Oh, oh, my faves. All these chains. Right. I love a chain. Whatever it is. Chili's. The spouse. I honestly Chili's though, two in the airport? I think this is difficult because I, w- I think if you, were go- if you were hanging out with an anti-Semite, Naomi. Uh-huh. Let's just say that is the Yeah, for example, par exemple. Uh-huh. I think I would resent you for not telling <laughs> the anti-Semite to right, fuck off. To go, yeah, 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 definitely. The old Logan Roy special. <laughs> fuck off. But I think that. Which I, I totally I totally hear it. I think that uh, uh, you would be right to feel that way. Um, but bec- okay, this is where because we got cut off. This is where, for instance, I need to know what your spouse's response is, right? Because yeah. you you d- you did make a point of saying my spouse is autistic. So does that mean, for instance, like mm-hmm. they don't see James as problematic? Do mm-hmm. they not? When you tell them this is how I feel, it kind of they're prone to like not hold it in, right? Like how does it manifest? What are we sort of dealing with here? Mm-hmm. Are we dealing with a, you don't hear me or are you dealing with like, you don't get what my problem is, right? Cause those are two different kind of situations. Yeah. Um, and, but I do think that regardless of what it is, you can hold your boundary and still love your spouse. You could hold your boundary and still be there for your spouse. Sure. You just may be there in a different way. It's also like, too, especially when we get into birthdays and stuff, where it's like, we all grown now, okay? Y'all married. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe your birthday gonna have to be a little different this year. Yeah. Maybe you're gonna have to have two celebrations, which personally, I, I enjoy. I enjoy yeah. the like, being Andy time and then like go hang out with a friend or spread yeah. my birthday out over six weeks as people like think to take me places. Sure. Yes. And so it's a birthday month. Exactly. You can spread out. It's like somebody else, right? I do like a birthday these, year. 
Just keep I do it going. Like, yeah, and Andy's ce- birthday's in February, Andy. so that's a long one year. celebration every couple weeks for the entire year. <laughs> keep it going. Because look, emotional like, center of the universe. <laughs> we <already laughs> established it. You know what? Fine. You know what? I'll take it. I'll, I, I'm going to own it. Because look, we got February is my birthday. There's a huge desert between that and the holidays. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You could celebrate March. a half birthday. I'll give you that. March. <laughs> Don't, April, even May, August. Don't even give him that. Don't even give August. September, October, maybe October, we're getting into Halloween. But that's at the end. It's funny that this bit that you're the center of the universe when I am truly the whirling (laughs) dervish of this household. So, like, I just like this game. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I think it's about holding your boundary. And I think that, as as you said, you're like, you know, you trust your own gut. And I think that that's also a big part of what boundaries are. Like, it seems like you can listen to your gut. What you then get tripped up with is you're afraid that whoever you're setting the boundary with, uh, that you'll lose them in some capacity, whether that's yeah. like mad at you or like not right. your friend anymore or like your spouse will feel some kind of way. But, you know. Especially when it's so hard to set it in the first place and then you're second guessing it and you're making sure this is cool. Are we cool? For me, I hear the word unsafe though. And I think like deal breaker, right? right. Like, if my spouse says, I don't feel safe around this person, if my child said that for sure, yeah. I would be like, well, we're never going to that person's house again. If I right. get that vibe from them at all, you got to, I mean, that's like the gift of fear from what, right? That book. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? No. Um, it's a great, I, I haven't read it. <laughs> I've only heard people talk about it. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's basically like you've got to listen to that instinct from the get go. And mm-hmm. you're, you know, your radar may be turned up and that is okay. Yeah. Because that is how you have to move in this world to right. keep yourself safe, to keep your partner safe. So, I, I mean, that's, and if you have to repeat it, but like, I wouldn't, I would let go. I would forgive yourself for any any time that you feel unsafe. I think that's like a blanket okay mm-hmm. for you to share that. Yeah, and for you to remove yourself at, at any yeah. time, right? Like that's the feeling that like yeah. that is a feeling that does not need to be proven uh-uh. or deemed worthy. That you is don't what have you to feel. justify it. Yeah. yeah, and especially having them in the home. Yeah, like no. Yeah. That's yeah, you big, also already talked. No. You, you mentioned also mistreating dogs and violence, and I said, "Yeah, you didn't ask it's for this. Rap. You didn't ask for this uh, a bit of advice, but uh, kidnap those dogs. Get those <laughs> dogs away from this freak. All right. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I th- I think yes. I think saying not in my house. Of course. Again. Absolutely. And why not? You know what? If you really want to make reservations at the TGI Fridays, all right, yeah. for them. For, for three them. people, yeah. You go to Ruby Tuesdays while they're there. Yep, you're yeah. on Tuesday. They're in Friday. Okay, <laughs> we are gonna take different parts of this week because I can't be over there. It just that will be the situation. Uh-huh. There should is there a mid price chain restaurant for every day of the week? Is there like no. one called like Hump Days? No, I wish Wendy's was short for Wednesday, but it's not. And so we don't have it. Thursday's being fully omitted. And I'm just really surprised that there's not a place called Saturdays or Saturday nights, right? Because that automatically evokes fun. Yeah. Oh, there has to be so one like called like Saturday. <laughs> yes, days. Absolutely. There's I'm surprised. Be. We're reinvigorating the mid-price chain restaurant. <laughs> Lennon, do you want to invest in a, ch- in a, in a chain? In a <laughs> oh restaurant? Oh my God, track? Longhorn? 
was um, a jam. Okay, let me get a Flo's filet. <laughs> let me get a sweet baked potato with cinnamon sugar and butter. Ooh, what and was a sweet full baked size Coca Cola? <laughs> Let me have a sweet baked potato. So it's not a it's not a yam. It's not a sweet potato. It is a sweet potato. Yeah. Okay. So they put okay. Yeah. They just bake it. I don't know if it was a white tater that they then kind of. Oh yeah. That's I found that out the hard way that uh, there is a Spanish. It's called batata, and it's a sweet potato, but it's white, and it just changes the whole like flavor of a sweet potato souffle Mm -hmm. say if you're making it for your husband's dominican uh thanksgiving (laughs) celebration okay yes well do you have time for one more yeah okay because you do set boundaries so if you had said no we would have been fine with it no i'm good (laughs) wait let's go no what we'd be like uh no we're doing it (laughs) sorry like what Uh, i know but at the same time every time we ask the question a guest has never said no and i always wonder what would our response be would we handle it with grace i would say we would if they said no we would have been like yeah but like like, i would say leave it in the episode i'd be like they said no and we're respecting a boundary yeah guys this is the end and you have to learn sometimes to take a no and it would be a teaching moment (laughs) Anyway. But we're going to do, you would do the last question by yourself, though, right? You would just no, keep we going. Say no, this is no, what he's saying. It we would just, just end it. Yeah. Oh. Could be an extra, like a bonus, a bonus episode. That's true. For Bring your Patreon. See, let it knows how to build a business. David, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read this? I, I yes. called all, I like looked just for like the word uh, marriage in a bunch of things. So. Yeah. Number four. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know. I'm just like kind of looking to it's, see. It's entitled help. And then there's the uh, sweat uh, emoji, the like sad sweating emoji. Yeah. From Gmail. Okay. I have a six month old and a two year old plus mm-hmm. a full time job. I am exhausted. Every few weeks, my husband asks, when are we going to have sex again? <laughs> I try to maintain intimate non-sexual contact between us. Hugs, kisses, etc. But I'm too burnt out for sex. In fact, the idea couldn't seem less appealing to me. Mm. I'm in therapy for postpartum depression and anxiety, and we talk about my feelings of guilt a lot. I don't owe him sex. I should only do it when I'm ready, etc. I'm also on antidepressants. I know a lot of it has to do with sleep deprivation, but we can't afford a cleaner or nanny to lighten the household load. We also don't have family where we live to help out. How do you stop the resentment from building? Ah. I've discussed it with him before, and he insists it's more about intimacy, not sex. Yet every few weeks, when do you think we'll have sex again? Ooh, this is a tough one. It made me so sad. I well, first of all, I heard two year old and a what? Three months old? Six months. Six, six, months, six months, months old. Yeah. And postpartum depression, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what makes me sad. The oh not having sex God. is not making me sad. It is that feeling of like this person being underwater. Yeah. I sounds to me I mean, she's at least getting mental health support. We know that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's been diagnosed and she's has medication. It sounds to me like he, it sounds to me like she needs, well, this is putting it on her, but she needs to ask him for more help. She mm-hmm. said, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. Can you take a shift at night of feeding the six month old so I can sleep through? Can you watch the kids so I can go for a walk on a Saturday or? I mean, if he's not suggesting that, I, it seems like there might be a, a, a conversation worth having about balance. I, maybe there is something to their relationship prior to the having of the children, because that does reset everything. 
mm-hmm. and all focus for her again biologically goes to the children but if he isn't feeling like i mean that could be a way that he felt loved from her and it might be yeah. very necessary but she doesn't have anything extra to give so maybe maybe that they can figure out a different way for that love to be you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I think what you said, though, is right, too, about taking taking more shifts. It's like, because everything you're saying and the fact that you said here that you do talk about this with your partner, right? So this is not, you know, we talk about my feelings of guilt a lot. Yeah. So it's, it, and also you feeling guilty where it's like, I understand that feeling because I do joke about, a, a lot on the show I joke about being sex negative, Lennon. <laughs> and um, so I'm like, it is definitely something like, and I'll definitely go through phases where, or yeah. like, we're we're like both kind of upset right now because of the loss of our cat where I'm like, mm. I don't actually have any desire to be touched in any way. And I can't tell you when that will be lifted. Okay. But yeah. like, again, Andy's not coming to me. Like I'm not all gonna- I'm doing is hiding cameras in the shower, <laughs> trying to get pictures of gross. Andy, I don't even like this. No, I don't like this one as a fan. I don't like that one as a character. I don't like the voice. <laughs> well, it's my scamp voice. That way the, the, the listener knows that it's totally not true. My scamp voice. It's giving minks. Okay. <laughs> but I'm like, but I think, um, you know, it's, I think it's about in part relieving some of that guilt. Cause you say you talk a lot about guilt, but I don't know if this should be framed around you being guilty. These yeah. conversations, you know, the conversations framed around like, you know, being tired you know, being the sole source mm-hmm. of food. I don't know up at six months, you know, the process, right, of weaning and all that. Like, yeah. I don't, I can't speak to that, but y'all agreed to have kids together. So then he, well, but yes, but he, then it's like, what That's can what I'm he, saying. Right, he what can he do to help that things to change. give you that? And this should not be, and also I say though, but even that, you making sure this is not a tit for tat, like, if you let me sleep in, I'll give you some. No, no, no. No, no, no. Mm, We're not playing that those That does games. actually sound you know, good, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't want to chart like when uh, when I was potty trained as a child. Right, with enough stars. Get, like, if star. I get 10 sleep-ins, you'll get a hand job. It's like, yeah. no, no. It's not that. But I do think you're like, 10 hey, sleep-ins. <laughs> 10 sleep-ins. I don't, but it's like, there's a lot of stuff I'm dealing with right now. That makes yeah. this the farthest thing from my mind. That they are doing. And, this is this is and what, how this. can and like, but it doesn't mean I don't love you. But again, for a lot of people, and she and she and they say here, the mm-hmm. husband's like, it's not a uh, that it's um it's more about intimacy, and it's like yeah. okay, well then, are there ways we can be intimate or be close? Can we have a naked nap? I'm crazy right now. Yes, I said it on recorded media, but like. If what you want is to be close, if what you want is attention, yeah. is there a way we can do that without me having to do stuff? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm well, saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll say like when you have a newborn and your body becomes a, like a like a factory and like service to, in, in service to another human. A lot of times, I mean, for me, I, I don't think I felt sexual. I didn't feel sexy for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you've got the extra baby weight, maybe your boobs are like that. If they used to be fun, like, like, let's get involved here. You know, like, let's this is a gateway right now. They're like, if you touch the nipple, I will will kill you, you know? Yeah. Um, So I'm sure that's going on, too. She doesn't she may not feel like a sexual being right now Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of 
biologically what's happening and mm-hmm. what needs to happen. So I, maybe there's a way for her, for there to be a conversation where she says, you know what, can we take this question off the table? Like, yes. and recheck in maybe in, in, in two months. And if, and you do what you need to do, you know, to keep up the, <laughs> to keep it up for yourself. Hand him a flashlight and be like, <laughs> have at it, fucko. Yeah, have at it. I'll see you in three months. Yeah. And, and ask, and maybe we, may, you know, what would help right now is if, if you took a couple shifts with this, this, or this, get me a massage, get a massage person to come in here, get, get your sister to come and babysit for us so we can go out to dinner together by ourselves. Um, maybe that conversation, or maybe there's even some, like even negotiating that can happen where it's not like tit for tat, but like, you know, uh, I don't think I'm up for that, but like, what if, what if, you know, you give me a massage or what if, you know, what, what are some of the other things that ways that we can make each other feel good and loved, mm-hmm. you know, physically, because he may be craving the physical touch and she may be like not wanting him anywhere near her, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I know a friend of mine told me about that where she was like, cause she had her kids close together really young where she was like, everybody's always reaching for my breast is what she was saying like in her house right between like the little kid little kid and then a husband where she's like i need people off of me like i just need people off of me yeah which is very Maybe put on some high heels and stomp on his balls yeah do it andrew but the resentment is gonna build <laughs> the resentment is gonna build until you say I, that question is hard for me right now so yeah. um like uh, I don't know if you, there's a parenting woman named Dr. Becky that I really like. She was talking about, so like if a kid is needing your attention, right? And they are not to compare men to children, but I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> and the kid is like pulling on your leg, like, mom, come look at this. And you're like in the middle of doing something else, nursing, cooking dinner, doing laundry. And you're trying, you're taking care of the family in that way. But the kid is asking for another way of taking care right and and they in, in not right now and then they do it again i said i'm i'm cooking you dinner you have to eat you know and then they do it again and then you explode mm-hmm. so her negotiation point is like the first time it happens this is not always available to you as a mom you you kind of freak you know vibrate on a higher frequency but if you can in the first moment in a grounded way Put the spoon down, squat down, look at the kid in the eye and say, hey, I ah, I wish I could play with you right now, but right now I have got to finish this spaghetti. How about in an hour or after dinner, we play blank, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the conversation. It's like, I love you. I want to rock that D so hard. <laughs> I am underwater right now. I don't feel sexy. I wonder if there's another way that we can feel some intimacy. Uh, maybe we set it up for Saturday night. We go out to dinner. You take me to that Cuban place you wanted to show me. Um, you you get the sitter, you know, mm-hmm. and and um, and just like negotiate that with him. Let him know I love you. You're still important to me. At one one day, I do. I am gonna wanna 
you know, ride till the cows come home. But like, <laughs> right now it is, I, I feel underwater. And if you can help me get, get my head above water mm-hmm. and we can make some eye contact and have a quiet moment together, I bet that will feel good to both of us. And whatever happens that night happens mm-hmm. or doesn't happen. And that has to be okay too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's two things. One, you said like not to compare men to children, but I'm like, honestly, heterosexual men, children, <laughs> not a, not a huge difference there. Uh, Dr. Becky, Naomi has a doctor, mm. has a therapist who uses her first name too. What's with this? <laughs> Andy doesn't like it. He I don't like, like it. The, I don't it's like kind it. of I don't like a child children's thing, right? Like a teacher, like Miss Miss Ellen or Miss Marie or something, right? Yes. Well, oh, I, had, I had a Miss Ellen in uh, preschool. I yeah. think the doctors are being like, I'm not like the other doctors. I'm a cool doctor. Yeah. You know? I don't They're want like, a cool hey. doctor. I want a professional doctor. <laughs> I know. You don't want them to be too cool. And whereas I I'm don't like, no, like Dr. Christina. Yeah. It seems like a, maybe it's like an Instagram thing. Oh, could be. Could uh, be. Also, oh, a way of being left alone. <laughs> everyone doing like Dr. Phil. Is it there like, like, oh. did he start it? Oh, God. I hope not. Well, Donahue. That wasn't his first name. That's true. Oz, not his first name. So mm. it could all kind of go anyway, you know, even though with Dr. Oz, doctor, very loose term. Um, <laughs> also with Phil, probably. Anyway, um, Lennon, <laughs> Lennon, 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 babies, babies. Lennon. Lennon, thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. Thank you so much for joining us. You are a dream and a delight. Oh, my pleasure. And you make and do such wonderful things. So, Thanks, so wonderful. guys. I feel the I same think- about you. I think we helped people today, too. I think we did. We did help two people. Keep us posted, especially the person who got cut off of their voice, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mary, why did you just disconnect the camera? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We can still and hear we're it. Back. And we're back. <laughs> okay, you know what? We got to end it, because I'm off the rails. Let it. Thank you so thank much. You You're a dream. You guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.